Hello, <laughs> and welcome to I Spit in Your Mouth, an ooky, spooky podcast. I'm Dottie Spartans. And I'm Gulia Spartans. And we are your hosts through this macabre mess that is a podcast. I'm like, what's another word that we could use? Macabre monstrosity monstrosity this macabre monstrosity i like a monstrosity we we are a monstrosity we are we are so how's everyone going i know that you all missed us last episode we especially because i know you heard dotty's dumbass voice for a little bit for like three minutes yeah not even i think i think it was like literally 45 seconds or something just being like hey we're not here we'll be back later um, but yeah, I know that you miss hearing my lovely monotone, baritone voice. But we're back. But we're back. So sorry about it. And we have a lovely guest for you today. We do have a lovely guest. But I'm before... Very, I'm very excited for tonight's... Yeah. Or today's guest. Tonight. 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 Oh my goodness. Before we do that... But also... We're going to imaginary no. pop our Prosecco no, because we already did it. So I need to discuss... Why we were not here last. Give give them an explanation. So, we we do like to pre-get our guests going. You do. And Dottie does all of that and confirms with people. And then when she was going to confirm the day before, or like two days before, our guest said, oh, I can't do it, I forgot. So, it for what, like, I, I feel like Dottie... May have put into your minds that it might have been my fault. I did not. She she didn't, but I know you all were thinking it. It was not. We just did not have a guest, and shit happens, and that's absolutely fine. We are understanding of that. We just didn't have a guest, so we're not going to like bore you with the two of us for an extended period of time. Like because, we did that last time. Yeah, that was not good. That was not good, and I don't want to put any of you through that again. So now, before we invite our guest for this week, we're going to imaginary pop our fake Prosecco because Girl, we already, already drank two bottles of Prosecco. It's Easter! And here is it. Zombie Jesus. Pop! <laughs> All right, so Gulia, okay, how have you been? How was your wild, life? Been wild, wild, yeah. actually. So, I had a birthday. Yes, you uh, did. And I turned a certain age that yes. I will not disclose to people who I don't know. And you and you attained a certain legal certificate, bitch. I'm a licensed driver in the state of New York. We're so proud of you. Thank you. It only took you nine million years. <laughs> yeah. years. I just say nine million for everything, and I feel like that's pretty substantial. Um, I did that. I turned older. We're this is my second birthday in a pandemic, so I definitely felt some sort of way. But we went and we saw our friend Roro. We did at see her bingo. our our grandma. <laughs> Grandmother Rhoda. We did go see our grandma Rhoda Rolling Stone. We did. Um, she is quite frankly one of the more matriarchal. You're just saying that because she's old. No, for for Westchester. No, it, we, Westchester, we, we would not. We would not have Westchester that, drag if it was not for yeah, Rhoda Rolling. I was going to say for Westchester. I think that Roe has been a quintessential part of. Drag in Westchester County. So. She's still old. 
Correct. <laughs> Correct. But you but know. we had a great time. Yeah, we I did. feel like it was a it was a lovely small pandemic birthday. I cannot wait to get wild and throw an extravagant party because also me and one of our previous guests, Miss Coma White, share very close birthdays. Correct. And she posted a very interesting photo of her on the Instagrams that I was. Oh yeah, she uh, is girl. She I was hot around good. the collar. She just looks good. But. Uh, things with me have been going well. Um, oh, wow. Cool. No one asked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, things with me have been going well. Uh, my parents have met my boyfriend, and today is Easter, so we're having our first holiday with mm-hmm. my boyfriend and my family. Very cool. Um, my mom is already on her, her thing. On so her shit. <laughs> she on her we shit. We are going into this. Girl, I ain't going. <laughs> um, Ghoulia is invited, but she don't want to come. So, no, uh, all right. So that's not entirely <laughs> true. I know your mother would always welcome me with open arms. I know that's never a question or doubt in it's my mind. It's Zombie Jesus Day, yes. I think that like it is important that as a person in a relationship to you know have that first holiday done together. How kind of you. If you really wanted me to be there, you know I would be there. Of course. But also, there's some there's some tea and some drama going on in just life. Fam- yes. I have some things going on with a close personal friend of mine with some bullshit. And then, girl, I'm going to be honest. This is it. <laughs> this is what we got. We love... I love our little Carmen cartel. I'm about to punch her in the throat in five seconds. <laughs> so, without further ado, we're going to... No, no, no but we love, we love Miss Carmen. We do. We do love Miss Carmen. We're going to lower our lights, light our candles, take out our Ouija board, and we're going to commune with the spirits. And we're going to call forth the spirit of Maddie Glitterati. Glitterati. From the ether, from the other side, from the underworld, to come. Don't in. don't talk about Brooklyn like that. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on to your hats. It's about to be a bumpy ride that's going to take you so close to Jesus. I hate that. <laughs> oh, you need to cut that. <laughs> Is there anyone there who wishes to speak to anyone here? We are calling out into the spirit world to the other side. What if we're the other side? Well, then they would still be the other other side. We're calling out to the backside <laughs> the back of the side. universe. The dank, sweaty backside. The hairy, stinky backside <laughs> of the underworld, of the undercarriage. The undercarriage, as always. For our special guest. Are you there, Maddie Glitterati? Are you there with us? If you're there, can you give us a sign? Hey, bitch, how's it going? <laughs> that's actually oh, that's be- Maddie. <laughs> I was like, that might actually be me in about five years. That sounds like Maddie walking home from Sugarland at like 8 a.m. 
she knows me well. She knows me well. <laughs> <it's> true. <laughs> it, it may have been a long time since then, but I. Hey, the only time I've ever got mugged was walking home from Sugarland. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't get mugged like in the bathroom at Sugarland. <laughs> I mean, that was all I was. A- I mean, I, I was I was asking for that. You know? <laughs> Anything that was taken in the bathroom of Sugarland was completely consensual. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Whatever fell out of pockets, it was free game. <laughs> Maddie's so happy to have you with us today. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no better. <gasps> oh, Jesus <Jeez>. Christ! <laughs> Are you dying? <laughs> it's not. It's not COVID. It's just a pen. Yeah, it's just <laughs> doing the vape. Yeah, a little, a little vape. Well, just a little vape, and I already have asthmatic lungs, so I do it to myself. We get it, bro. You vape. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's all right. We, you and I, you and I together, make up one douche half bro. of a bro. <laughs> one douche bro. <laughs> you, you might be more of a bro. No, I think I might be more of a bro than yeah, you are. That's true. But Maddie, we're so happy to have you with. There's no one. There's no one else I would rather uh, spend my Easter talking about horror with. Oh, thank you. Yes, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yes, we're recording this on Easter. For those of you who are listening, you're probably hearing it the week after or. I am. Maybe years into the future. Who knows? It's all for, pos- all for posterity, really. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> but, you know, for those of, you know, for people who don't know, you are uh, a, a DJ as well as a hu- big, very big in New York City nightlife. God, I've been doing that shit forever. <laughs> New York City nightlife exists. When it exists, um, you know, running parties, DJing, and then also you have, you know, acted in horror films, and then you also host your own horror podcast with Emily's favorite, Chris Fox, (laughs) your boyfriend. I know. Yeah, with my partner, Chris. Yeah, I mean, we've, and I mean, thanks to you guys, you guys have been such a help getting that off the ground. I mean... And I know I have big shoes to fill here. Uh, with, I have really with big Chris. feet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite as big as Dottie's, but no. they're they are large. Hey, <laughs> Maddie, we're so happy to have you with us, and um, you know, we also want to say congratulations on the podcast. Yes, you, you and Thank Chris you. have been doing a great job, and we're very proud of you. And you guys are much Thank more. You very much productive and put together than we will ever be it's because they don't drink while they do their podcast like we do yeah, we, we don't we don't drink people. at all so yeah. yeah so they get a lot more done that's that's nice because i always think i'm gonna like get things done and then i have a drink and i'm like i can still get things done after one drink and then i have Five. three or four more <laughs> then i'm like yeah no i no, have I, I have a non-alcoholic beverage next next to my alcoholic beverage. Um, kombucha has about 0.5 like, percent i don't think this one does <laughs> There's somewhere you have to have like an ID to. to yeah, like they have the black bottles, like the um, Synergy black bottles. Yeah. You have to show ID. There was w- one year at DragCon they had some hard kombucha. I love hard kombucha. on tap. That was that was a good time. First time I ever had kombucha was at um, Occupy Wall Street. Okay. Oh, it was like it was literally like at Takati Square. They were like pulling up from a tap, and they're like, "And it'll get you a little buzzed." Like, <laughs> this is a fun utopian need, social listen, experiment. <laughs> you need a little bit of a buzz going when you tear down the establishment. Exactly. 
When you take I mean, down the patriarchy. Right? That's how I love to do anything. <laughs> a little bit of a buzz going on. Yeah. Work, a little bit of a buzz going on. <laughs> so, Maddie, we're going to ask you the first question that we always ask our guests, which is, uh, when did you know that horror was something that you were interested in? And if you say that it was the Since Texas was Chainsaw first. remake. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've heard so much about this oh all of my secrets have already been spilt um no i mean i grew up um kind of with like watching kind of spookyish things and always had like a weird kind of drawing to it but what really kind of got me um was i i grew up in colorado so I grew up um, in this town called Longmont, just right near, like, Estes Park, which is actually where um, Stephen King based the Shining Hotel off of, after nice. he stayed at the Stanley Hotel down there. Um, and it's actually where the miniseries was um, was actually shot there. Oh, okay. And so when that came out, I remember when that was on TV, that was like a really kind of big formative thing. Cause I also looked like the, like the little kid that played Danny in the mini, <laughs> which I keep on trying to get Chris to watch. I keep on trying and it never works. And he always trudgingly just like willfully goes to sleep, which is totally fine. Cause it is, it's garbage, but <laughs> I love it. It has, it has the special memories for me. <laughs> I must say, though, I would hope that one day Chris just kind of, you know, like, maybe he's got to suck it up a little bit. Yeah. It's six hours. So Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's a lot. I I thought it was like a little, like, boop, like little thing there. But no, that's that's an investment. But see, that's kind of like how I feel about um, Kingdom Hospital. Did you ever watch Kingdom Hospital? Um, I haven't heard that word, yeah. that name in a very long time. Yes, so it was, it was Stephen King, and then they did like a mini series, and I've never been able to get through the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's it's some of his stuff is just so rough, and I, like like it's not that it's not entertaining. It's just that like after a while, I'm like, this would have been better as a movie because it just it's it's dragged on for so long that I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Just, just finish it. Just I go. I mean, I'll say I sat through Rose Red. Oh. I might deserve a fucking bat. <laughs> like a metal, I want a purple heart. <laughs> Granted, I was younger. I didn't know a lot better. But <clears throat> I tried to rewatch it, like, semi-recently within the past couple of years. I was like, oh my god. Like, how did I do this to myself? I mean, to what? be fair, I watched... Every single episode of True Blood, except for the last episode. So I, d- I did that last year around now at quarantine. I watched every, yeah. I watched all of it, and those last couple seasons, man, they were bad. Was, I look back on it now, crazy. and I'm like, how did I watch this? No, no, you know what? The beginning was very entertaining. No, the beginning was good, and I've read all the yeah. books. I've read all the books, and like the the first okay, couple don't seasons, show off. we you read. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just an educated bitch. But like. I read all the books, and I mean, Charlene Harris is really like her. First, like the first couple of books are really, really fantastic, and then after that, I think she got a ghostwriter because they just don't really Ooh. hold up. But the first couple seasons really follow the books pretty well, and like it was really, like, it was really like interesting to watch. You literally just poured your kombucha into your prosecco. You're a <laughs> trash. <human. laughs> 
she looked at me and she gave me this look like, bitch, I think I'm gonna do this. And I was just like, oh no. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. To be this. fair, to be fair, I have I have poured white claws on top of my Pinot Grigio before. Oh, I, I used to do white claws and vodka. What white claws and tequila just like do oh, real fuckered up. Oh wow. That's when that's you're what like, I, I don't like, care. Maybe... I don't care what happens to me today. Yeah, that's when I was like, hmm. Maybe maybe it's time to stop drinking. <laughs> when you start, <laughs> yes. I think but, that's fair. I think that's yeah. a fair. But I mean, honestly, I think I feel like I may have done that once at the beach this past summer. But it was one of those days that we were just, yeah, not in good form. Not in good form. Listen, once once we're all vaccinated, once we're all vaccinated this 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 summer, let's hit up the beach. Yeah, because you want to see some, you want to see some fucking scary shit. Go to Jacob Reese. Yeah, there him. you go. Oh my god. <laughs> Chris took me there for I actually had never been until last summer. That was my first time going there. Um and it was it was lovely. It was it was it was just such a it's such a good like it's so great. queer. It is a good vibe. Yeah, it's so queer and it's so fun. But then you have moments where like we were in the water and there was just a bag of fried chicken floated up. And I was like, <laughs> this is actually scary. I found a I found a bone. Like I found like a like an actual like fossil in the ocean that I kept. I was like, this is mine now. Um, <laughs> we we just we found some weird shit happening. There was that one guy who just kept whipping his dick out and it was humongous and he had this tiny little chihuahua. It was interesting. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it is very nice. Here's so- my t- dick and my chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. My dick is as big as my chihuahua. Like, actually, <laughs> though. The chihuahua was very, very petite for, you know, it's it a just, small dog. It just looked like a snake about to devour. It did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, just stood there and just shaking, like I would shake too, right? I was, <laughs> I, uh... And he kept like smiling at us, and I was like, "We're all staring at you because your dick is just out flopping around." But anyway, we're, we're in we digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so for the, for people who may not know, um, we so we interviewed Chris and then uh, we talked about you a whole bunch in that interview. We so sure if, did. if you want more info on Maddie Glitterati, you can listen to our interview with Chris Fox. Uh, the episode is called "A Cornucopia of Poppers." And how do you remember the name of that? Because uh, a good name. It was iconic. <laughs> and then, uh, but we so we talked about you a bunch in that, and then after that, the two of you, um, after he had so much fun with us that you, the two yeah. of you decided that you wanted to do a podcast of your own. So you um, created your own podcast called Dirty Pillows. Yeah, Dirty Pillows Podcast. Yeah, it's so fun. Yes, and we and I mean we love it. You guys, you know, you talk about uh, your first episode, which I I really enjoyed, where you guys kind of just talked about your favorite yeah. movies, uh, and. It was it was really fun because there was that moment. I mean, and you guys are dating, but to have this moment where you were like, I feel like I'm revealing the secret to you about this movie that I love. <laughs> I'm worried how you're gonna react was really really, really fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, well, it it was true because we um um there's this app called Letterbox and yeah. it's all just kind of like I, I was just getting onto it. Um and the first thing you do is you just kind of rate all these movies at just a really fast pace. You know, you just like flip and just like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And yeah, that was that was a rough moment in our relationship because he was like looking over my shoulder and I was like, stop it. Because I, <laughs> I, I and we have we have to talk about the the um, 
Texas Chainsaw remake mm-hmm. moment because it's, I it's, stand by it's my come decision, up on our 100%. podcast and it's come <laughs> up on your podcast and we need we need both sides of the story here. So we know that you love it very much. We know that it's one of your favorites and we know yes. that Chris said that he literally almost broke up with you. <laughs> so he was like, wait, what? Because yeah. I mean, okay. All right. So here's the thing. Um, I saw it first. I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen the original. Um, by the time I had actually seen the remake, mm-hmm. and um, when I uh, first saw the original Texas Chainsaw, I was so annoyed with the brother that I just couldn't get past it, and him just like <laughs> okay, just screaming and wailing, and I was just like, "Fuck off." Please, like, <laughs> what, like, can you just shut the fuck up over there, please? Like, Thank we get you. it. We're yeah, all going through right? a difficult time. Okay, your, your yeah, time is not more like, horrific than ours. Thanks. Exactly. Like, we're all being murdered. <laughs> yeah, we're all being chased right now. I want you to take a step back, think about what some other people are going through, and then maybe come back when you have something I don't know productive to bring to the conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Because we're all trying to do stuff here. You're just wanting us to push you around. <laughs> um, it's very, it's very like Barbara in Night of the Living yeah. Dead. Very much like <laughs> I'm just here to okay. scream <laughs> and then take and, up space. And in and, yes, and exactly and everyone. And then ultimately I'm gonna be the reason you all die. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Barbara. Ah, bro. Come on to get you. What a cunt. We love a good what Barbara. A- yeah. <laughs> Our, oh. Both of our mothers are named Barbara. Correct. Oh, man. Oh, well, then that's just fitting. It's the universe is sick joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part is um, that movie scared my mother so much that she will not watch zombie movies ever again. Like, you're. She well, refuses. They only got more intense. They only yeah. got more intense from there. Yes. I was like, that one was. I mean, but I know also times have changed and things of that sort. Well, but... at the time, I mean, you know, Night of the Living Dead was, excuse me, was so iconic, and it was the first. It really it was, was so the first, the first yeah. zombie film of its yeah. kind that eventually led the way for Dawn of the Dead, which everybody says is one of the greatest zombie films of all time. I mm-hmm. agree, but um, <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, yeah, you know, that's fine. You're I, wrong. Can, I I think that Night of the Living Dead is way more iconic than than Dawn of the Dead, but that's my unpopular opinion, and I stand by it. <laughs> and see good for you you have that's what we're here to have is controversial opinions yeah <laughs> you 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 do that that's it this this podcast is now officially canceled yeah. because <laughs> you hear me de- defame dawn of the dead <laughs> like who the fuck do, says that we were literally we were literally just talking about how i like texas chainsaw the remake better so trust me i know how you feel all right so that's it we're gonna get a letter in the mail from like literally just the horror community that's gonna say cease and desist your podcast has has said way way too many inflammatory things we're shutting you down yeah across the fucking line (laughs) signed the horror community in blood thank you i think you are like the second or third person, I have the memory of a goldfish, but like the second or third person that mentioned that you also have an attachment to the Texas Chainsaw remake because you saw it first before the mm-hmm. original one. So then when you see the original one, it is a different vibe and like there is 
a sense of attachment to the first one. I'm I'm trying to justify. It's it's hard. I know it, it's it's a hard thing to justify. Um, I mean, I I, I think it, it it's more kind of going off on that. I think that it's kind of how um, I started watching horror movies when it was really kind of starting off like kind of at the end of high school and gore porn and all of that stuff mm-hmm. was just everywhere and pushing it to the max, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I was into that for a while, uh, until it's just like, this is just really gross. This is just rough. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I was one of those kids that looked at rotten.com when I was like 15. Oh my God. Same. So it was, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> was yeah, like, we, we all kind of, we all kind of come down to that. It's like, yeah. you're one of those kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've actually texted her before and been like, Hey, I just watched this video of this guy blowing his brains out and I need to share it with somebody. Is it okay if I send it to you? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and I've sent it. Yeah, and like, and I, and I think like at this point, and I think because we did, we went, we all went through that collectively, this like torture porn, yeah. like horror it's very porn our age group. moment where it's like, we're so desensitized to shit. Yeah. That like, yeah. I mean, also you grow up in the New York city area. <laughs> We've seen, yeah, like, we've seen things. I definitely remember. Yeah, I mean, like very vividly when I lived in, like, I was in middle school, late middle school, and I was a, uh, I went to middle school around like the twenty, the low twentieth street area, and I remember I was walking down twenty third, and I saw this guy literally hanging from outside a window on a building. He like threw himself out the window and hung himself. Mm. And I just like, cause you know, everyone's stopping and standing on the street and looking up and they're like, oh my God, oh my God. So I just got out of the subway. It was like the 23rd stop, the 23rd street stop on the six. And I look and I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember everyone's like, oh my God, that's a body, that's a body. And I was like, oh, like I've seen worse. <laughs> it's very like Tammy Brown, like. Did I ever tell you about the time I saw a body? <laughs> Walking kids in the forest. You can never unfind a dead body. That's it. You yeah. Know? Like, but, like, yeah. I, I you can never unfind that. Camping. Mm. What? Like, I found a dead body when I was camping when I was a kid. Honestly, okay. I'm surprised that I haven't found any dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. I've walked home. Now, here in Peekskill, I've walked home from the bars and there's like a lot of just like empty lots Mm. That I'm like, mm. one day I'm going to be walking home and I'm going to find a body. It's not mm. if, it's when. <laughs> so they they found a body across the street from my house in this little creek. and oh, It's a tiny little creek, too. Yeah, it's, it's like, like small. And now every time I walk by it, I'm always like looking in there. Like, is there, did someone fall in? Because there's a lot of um, people on my block who have... All the houses are really close together, but they have a lot of fucking parties all the time. People get belligerent, uh. drunk, like. Mm-hmm. And the what the thing that happened to the guy who they found in the creek across the street from my house? Apparently, he got drunk, fell in, hit his head on a rock, got knocked unconscious, and drowned in like, like four inches of water. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! But Peak School, New York, it's great. We it's love it. Everyone come up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounds. I'm planning that trip tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually quite lovely. It, that trip, and then we're going to take our trip to Texas and see the bats. I do want to yeah. see the bats. Yes. 
Chris Wen did that uh, a few years ago. Yes, and we we told him that we're going with him again, and we're going to all go together. (laughs) But that is a bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, so aside from you know your 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 love for. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Remake. I'm just going to keep bringing it up as many times as I can in this episode. Uh- <laughs> Jessica Biel is so amazing. She's like, like low rise, low rise jeans were like made for her. Jessica Biel <laughs> is. I honestly believe Jessica Biel is so underrated because she was on. Oh Seven my god! Heavens, and the so people are just like, uh. But like, no, Jessica. I mean, first of all, Jessica Biel is the only reason to watch Blade Three. Just so we're clear. Yeah, uh, there you go. Because I, and, and it's sad because Ryan Reynolds is in that, so you would think it'd be Ryan Reynolds, and it's not. It's not. It's Jessica Biel. It's Jessica Biel. <laughs> She's a badass bitch in that movie. No, she. And have you seen The Sinner? I have. You know what? I have it on my list to watch. Like, and on, I'm always like, I don't think I'm ready for this because it's I know so- it's so good, but like, I know that I'm gonna need a lot of emotional. And Stop well, yeah, it's all match. it's all about PTSD, and it's all yeah. just like it's it it's super intense. But not, and every season is kind of a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one is all her, and she's and she's one of the main producers behind it. Yeah. And her acting in that is just beyond. Yeah. Um, it's like it's it's my favorite thing that she's done. So oh, sure. I mean, I. I I've I've always yeah I've always had a thing for it because I was the seventh I was the seventh having kid like I grew up like super Christian like super all that <laughs> like I was like leading like church Bible studies and then like watching all these horror movies and being like maybe I'm gay I was like not maybe but you know <laughs> like maybe not the maybe when you're when you're eyeing maybe up the other the altar maybe. boys maybe there's a chance. <laughs> They're like, let's, like let's take some of that cross. communion wine and see what happens. Oh my god, mm. not the communion wine. <laughs> Listen, some of the best times I've ever had are blowing boys drunk on communion wine. I will say, <laughs> it is very interesting to see the people who have come out of these very religious uh, upbringings. Because- uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think the problem with it is that because so when you grow up in a like religious, I mean, even though my parents are not overly religious, I mean, I grew up in I grew up in the Catholic Church, so I was an altar server, I was a Eucharistic minister, uh, I, I mean, I did I did all of the church things. I did I was like I did the midnight run. My father and I used to go and feed homeless in New York City, like very like very involved in the church. I was in a music ministry. I used to sing with the choir, uh, and. Mm-hmm. But it's it's such a repressive society. Even though my parents particularly weren't, <clears throat> the overarc of like growing up in the church and like from a young age being co-parented by the church, it's yeah. such a repressive culture. Ugh, so totally. that so like you're taught that all of these feelings that you're feeling are wrong and you shouldn't. So that way, when you finally realize that, oh wait. The church doesn't get to tell me how to live my life. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, mm-hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And if that means blowing some boys drunk on communion wine, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to go ahead and do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God I, will I, forgive I, I was ra- me. That's the, that's the main thing I took mm-hmm. away. The one thing that I took away from, from Bible school God was God will forgive me. I was raised like super Baptist and like non-denominational, like where the entire like evangelist kind of hub came from it happened like two hours away from like where i grew up 
um, focus on the family and all that stuff. So we would go there on like field trips and just like, like Exodus International was based out of like all there. And it's so it's, um, I really kind of like that. I, I wasn't expecting it to happen, but you know, like when, when little Nas like released his newest video and like the entire like upper, I wasn't expecting to have such a visceral reaction mm-hmm. that I did to it yeah. because it, it really, it really did. Like when you look at kind of just like the analysis of it, where it's just like, um, always being told that you're wrong, you're going to go to hell. Like, and that's who you are at the core of you, you know, being told that for so many years, like you believe it to some yeah. extent, you know, and that just doesn't go away. So it's like actually seeing someone take a stance and be like, Fuck you! Here I am, and yep. giving a lap dance to fucking Satan, and having a great fucking time. You know? And not like... only that, like not, not only that, I think I think the one the most important part of that video that a lot of people leave out because they get very focused on the sliding down the stripper pole to and then giving the lap Is dance. Is it his bulge? It's no, the most because that was stress to death. <laughs> but that was like I'm not gonna. That is one of the. I was like, oh goddamn. <laughs> the the most important part is at the end. He takes takes he takes Satan's horns and it becomes his crown. Like that is the most pivotal moment of of the video, where it's like all this time mm-hmm. other people have been telling him what to do, what to do, what to do, and finally he's like, "Okay, you want me to go to hell so bad? I'll go to hell." Yeah. And he goes to hell, and now I I reign in hell. It's very little Nikki. Now, yes. Now that I now that I have taken ownership of who I am and what I'm capable of, I reign in hell. I, so, I will say, though, it's crazy the reaction that people have given. Oh, well, that's he knew exactly what was going to happen, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, it's even part of the video. Like, when, like, they're all walking and there's the entire, like, Coliseum and everyone's just, like, screaming everything. It's a really small little thing, but they're all blind. They're all, like, blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And just oh, I screaming. didn't notice that. And, yeah, it's it's really, it's a really small yeah. thing, but it's really just, like, People are gonna hate and do whatever, and they're blindfolded. They can't even actually see what's honestly, going on. Even yeah. even just the amount of lore and and mythology that is wrapped into the storytelling was, yeah, of that video really is so video. beautiful and well done. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that and the song's mm, a bop. Oh, the song's a bop. But also, yeah. I have to say, like you know, there are moments that I have where I'm like, I am so proud to be gay. Like I'm so proud yeah. to be a queer person right now in the world, watching things change because now like i mean there's young queer people who like this is this is what they know because they're growing up and yeah and they're experiencing this whereas us growing up this was not the case no, <laughs> this was not no. a, like you did not tell people that you thought boys were cute because you knew you were going to get your ass beat yeah you knew yeah. that you were in danger mm-hmm. so like now seeing it and not only seeing that seeing the way that he responds to his critics has been so beautiful because it's not he's not responding with with anger or with he's just like he's just state spinning facts yeah. and I love it I yeah. love that he's like okay he's like, that's fine you want like I'll come right back at you with 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 logic yeah no, and and that's I mean it 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 is I mean. I give him so so much props because it's such a courageous thing, you know. Because I remember when I first watched it, like the night before, it really like blew up, and um, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna." I was like, "This is gonna yep. be a big deal. Like, this is gonna people are gonna have some reactions because it's just one of those things. It's so taboo 
to even contemplate criticizing anything about that or messing with Satan. It's such a real thing for like the Christian community that it's just like, if you even like joke around with this stuff, you don't know what you're doing. Like you don't know the dangers that you're playing with. And it's like, it's, and you can't even talk to that. You know, it's like, okay, that's what you think. It's so interesting to me because growing up in the church, I was always taught that no matter how strong Satan is, God is always stronger. The power of God is always stronger than, than Satan, right? So my thing is, if you're going to turn around and say that even just invoking this imagery is so powerful that it's going to turn children into deviants and homosexuals and like, then how strong is, how strong is your God? How strong is your faith then? If that's the case. If I mean, if, um, I mean if, yeah. if Lil Nas given lap dance to say, and also not even that, he even turns around and he's like, uh, I think you missed the point. I was humiliating Satan. I thought you hated him. Like, why are you yeah. so upset about me? <laughs> it's, it really is. It is wild. And, but ultimately beautiful video. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I think yeah. on, on, on behalf of, you know, the my queer community i i i say that we want to see more of it <laughs> I, totally I, you know i think it's so great because you know there are gonna be those kids that like that that never it's, it's almost like drag queens with drag race like they never knew drag without drag race yeah you know it was just such a weird concept um it's like can't even really like register that in my mind but it's like there's these moments in queer history where kids won't under won't know what it was like before, yeah. you know, and and I think that's something that we just have to remind, I guess, as elders, <laughs> yeah. um, that we, that we have a right. <laughs> I know, right? It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, that we we have like it's it's a rite of passage that we have to pass that on. Yeah. Of what happened before and getting to know the people that came before us that we have that didn't yeah. that gave us the lives that oh, we have that are yeah. so much easier than what they had. Well, yeah, that's like even, I work. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, even if you think of like pre drag race world, you know, and a lot of pre internet mm. world and it kind of like ties in at the same time because what that's been going on for like 10 years or so. Over ten Dra- years, right? Like Drag Race has been like going that. on over yeah. ten years now, which is wild. I remember seeing the first season on, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! Like, can't wait to watch this." And but, but, like the fact is, is that a lot of the internet stuff, like that, kind of came out of the rise of times. Like, so many kids in different parts of the country, the world, did not have the ability to like go down to the Lower East Side and see a show. Mm-hmm. Or, like, go down mm-hmm. to the Lower East Side and just see people in drag walking around. Mm-hmm. Like, we were very fortunate and lucky to have that exposure when we were young. But I'm like, you know, I drag race has become whatever the fuck it is now. But I'm grateful it's there and in its popularity to expose yeah. more people yeah. to queer yeah. culture. And it's important. I mean, like... I, I say all the time, it's so important that we... We continue to have discussions with queer youth about the struggles that we've all experienced because we, we unfortunately didn't have that because growing up in the nineties, a lot of the older 
gay men and were, they they weren't there. We lost mm-hmm. so many still, yeah. gay men in the 80s and 90s yep. that growing up, we didn't have us to talk yeah. to the elders. We didn't have the elders. I, I didn't want to say elders. The elders. <laughs> we're, we are the elders. <laughs> we didn't have, there weren't, there weren't a lot of gay men in their 20s through their 40s yeah. around. It was also, it was, well, I, I think that they were also, they were there, but it was also just such a closeted environment. Yeah. You know, it was, it wasn't safe to be out. Yeah. And it wasn't safe to be out like it is, especially like, and trying not to, I mean, even if you are like befriending younger people, not to have other people get the wrong impression. Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 it's super, super tricky, but this is, this is kind of the first time where, whereas, um, let's just say people over 30, there you go. (laughs) 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 Um, I still don't like that either. I speak for myself. Sorry. (laughs) No. Elder. Um, We're we're all, (laughs) we're all in there. Um, no, I mean, like, to where we, we have, have, have the ability to do that. And it's it's one of those things where it's easy to say, oh, well, these kids are just so bitchy and whatever. But it's like, we still have to have some sort of, um, I guess, responsibility for mm-hmm. uh, what's kind of being, for what's being passed down. Well, because Especially because queer I, history is not taught. No. So there's a lot of these, no. a lot it's of children. History. And now, and now there. I'm t- now I'm talking about. I, I work. I live in New York. I work Apparently in New York. This is a political podcast. It is today. now, but <laughs> I, live in I know, York. right? <laughs> <laughs> While we are a horror podcast, we are also a queer podcast. So, correct. correct. Um, yes. I I work in New York. I live in New York, and there are so many children that I take care of at my job because I'm a healthcare worker mm-hmm. who works in pediatric psych who are queer and do not know anything about yeah. the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Which they is, don't know yeah. anything about it. Which is wild. And I do what I can. I mean, because it's, I mean, unfortunately, I don't really have the ability to teach them all about it as much as I would like to. I do what I can to share knowledge when I can as a, an older queer person who, I'm not going to say elder. I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, as an older gay person, queer person who like, you know, but that's, that's our job. That's because we didn't have that growing up. We lost hundreds of thousands of queer men and women, trans or otherwise during the epidemic and all at the, at, you know, the, the grace of our, she was a pandemic um, by the way. Oh, sorry. Not even an epidemic. She was a pandemic Um, at, at the will of our government. <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean and, it's and and it's still not talked about enough and it's still um, and everyone's like there, there's there's a big thing to where it's like like with um it's a sin that just came out people I, like i thought that that was done so well because it wasn't people can get really into saying that something is like um trauma porn or like really just saying, oh, well, it's always just an AIDS movie or it's this. It's just like, but those are still really important to talk about because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you can't just gloss over it and pretend like it didn't happen. Because yeah. what happens is we forget about it and mm-hmm. then the kids don't know. What, I and that's say, why I propose. I was going to bring up Pose. I was going to say I do like that Pose 
I'm so sad that she's ending so I soon. Know. She's yeah. leaving us so soon. Um, but what an incredible and important piece of media. Yeah, and of of a of a, a monumental time in queer culture. Totally. And especially in the New York City area, it like and it it hit on all of the spots. Like you have mm-hmm. the homeless youth that are just trying to find their way. And you have the elders, I'm saying it, the elders in the community who, it, like, everything was just so tight-knit back then. Mm-hmm. And it's still... And queer people looked out for each other. Yeah. Even yeah. if even if you had a, you know, specific competition against someone else, you thought that you were better, you thought that you dressed better, you thought you wanted more trophies. There was whatever. always shade you and nonsense. You came together to protect Absolutely. each other against Absolutely. outside people. And yeah. that and and that sense of community has started to spread stretch and bit. spread thin and but we do have the houses still sometimes. Yes. And there's you know we got we still got the houses are still. I mean, I feel thing. like with I feel like with everything, it's going to evolve. It's going to change, you know. And mm-hmm. and and that's one of that's one of the biggest things I kind of look at in the from working in nightlife for over a decade. Yeah. Um, is to remember that those moments that you're in right then, those are the history making moments, yeah. and that you're you're not waiting for something to happen. Like all of us kids at Sugarland weren't thinking yeah. going out and getting bombed on a bar <laughs> in <our> underwear <laughs> was gonna like be as iconic as it was. Now looking back to it, and such a formation of what Brooklyn is today. You know, I mean, yeah. like it's so it's 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 those things that you're doing now and, and just and, and being proud of those things. But also just remember, like, you're not if you are continually looking for it and waiting for it to happen, you're going to not realize that it's happening right now. For yeah. you. And I, I always say that being being queer and being authentically queer is one of the most punk rock things Absolutely. that you can do. A hundred percent. Because hundred percent. Like be like sticking it to the establishment, sticking it to the patriarchy is so fucking punk rock. So go and put on a fucking yeah. dress and gender conformity. Do your makeup, like, fuck all fucking, of this. Like the th- the most punk rock thing you can do. I need to like raise my hand after this <laughs> <laughs> because I have to. I'm taking it a little bit away from the, the queer the queer side of it. I am devastated that the pyramid has shut its fucking oh, doors. Yeah. <gasps> uh, that was that nice. rough. That, one's that rough. one was my home away from home when I was a kid. And that was like a lot of my real, I went there under 21. Like, let's be very blunt about this. I knew like one of the bouncers. Wait, you're not still under 21? Oh, I love you. You're so cute. Uh-huh. I just turned 90 the other day. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I brownie points, <laughs> And so I like when I saw this news, I immediately got all of my flashbacks, like immediately. Right. And that's where I went to like my goth parties, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. 80s nights. And there was so much queer and punk culture involved at the pyramid because of where it was. Yeah. That like it was a lot of exposure to me to like there was still a heavy queer nightlife influence mm-hmm. there. It just was sprinkle. And like back then it was all the punk kids. It was the weirdos. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it wasn't the preppy yuppie kind of vibe that it got towards the end, which Mm -hmm. kind of sucked. It was like a whole bunch of fucking freaks for lack of better words, sticking together, dancing the night away. Mm -hmm. 
and I am beside myself oh, that yeah. it closed. It's it's well, n- since we're on the topic, I think it's only fair that we talk about Maddie's involvement in a little film that we like to call oh. Killer Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone who listens to this podcast knows, we are lar- very big fans of Killer Unicorn. I don't even yeah. think he was in it. I know I knew he was in it. it. Did you? I okay. know he was in it. It was a fister. I don't remember. Yeah. We, that was, was a fister. Which that is, was which one is, of my favorite parts. At least, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Julia loves the fisting scene. It's <laughs> one of her favorites. I was like, I literally had to text Maddie at because we had seen it. I'd always been like, oh my God, we got to see, we got to see, we got to see. It. Same. And finally, we were like, let's just rent it. We're going to watch yeah. it. And I was like, I have to text Maddie right now, being like, I'm literally watching you fist someone and then get beat to death with your own fist. Hey, it was so much fun. <laughs> but that's what it, that that whole scene was one of my favorite scenes in any. Like, it was one of my favorite death scenes that yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> for like it for was... both for both sides though i was like this is so fucking good how have i not <laughs> something like this before because jose is a sick fuck yes. <laughs> and, and we love jose and uh jose was another guest on the podcast yeah. we, we adore jose what a sweetheart and killer unicorn really was so much fun and, oh my god! And honest, and I don't think that it's talked about enough, but it's such an important piece of queer horror culture because there's not yeah. much queer horror culture, but mm-hmm. for, not like fully queer. Yeah, but you, you have this, your influences. This, I mean, and and for me, watching was wonderful because I I knew so many of the performers that were involved in the movie. I mean, you know, Ruby Rue and. And Lady Hat. It was fucking everyone. It's everybody. It's, it's all of Brooklyn. It's all it of Brooklyn. Brooklyn from from a per- specific space and time. Yeah. Everyone that was really big in Brooklyn. I mean, there are drag queens that are no longer. There are people that like that like are. It's it, it's a really great snapshot. And yeah. um, I'm I'm so I'm so grateful for Jose for doing the years and years yeah. of hard work that it took to get it all figured out. And to really just get it out there to the masses, you know? Um, and AJ, one of the producers as well. Um, I've worked with them a ton, actually, after that. So it's it, it was it was such a great um, <clears throat> experience. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean... I love Me it. and Jose would... Yeah, like, when he told me how, how he was like, Oh my god, Maddie, I, we, were out, we were in, like, the, back, the backyard of Macquarie Park. And... He was like, I think I know who you need to be in the movie. And I was like, what? And he's like, you need to be like the leather daddy who totally is fisting someone and gets his arm chopped off and then gets strangled with his own arm. And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, let's do it. I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, and then the, uh, I just, I would just, have been it very just sold had, right there. It just, but you know what? The thing about it is like, I, for like and for me, like I said, like I said before, I know I know so many of the performers who were part of it. I mean, Emmy mm-hmm. is in it, Ruby's in it, Lady Havoc, Bible Girl. Like it was just, it was so wonderful for me to watch and see people I know, mm-hmm. and but also because you just got to see Lady Havoc die because I got to see Lady Havoc in a <laughs> wig oh, show. My throat, such oh. a loud drag queen. Honestly, if, everyone, if 
there was a death scene that was more befitting anyone. It was Lady Havocs. Oh, it was so good. We were how all many of us, cheering when that, how, like... Right? How many of us have ever thought, I just want to strangle that bitch with her own wig? And oh my, I mean, I'm pretty sure a few times that hashtag is trended. Just Lady <laughs> hashtag straddle, strangle Lady Havoc. Yeah, but... It's you know, but it's you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I only I only lived in Brooklyn for a short period, but it was like that. Honestly, I feel that the the, the short amount of time that I lived in Brooklyn really shaped who I am as not only a person mm-hmm. but also a drag performer. It really, um, I mean, performing at TNT, which well, for I oh, TNT. when when, when, T, when TNT closed, yeah. like very much what you're going through right now, Julia, yeah, like was what I went through when TNT. Yeah, totally. Totally. That was Scar- a rough one. Like Scarlet Fever was mm. like I was the every Friday, no matter what, I was at Scarlet Fever in face, whether I got to perform or not, didn't matter. It was just to be there and be with community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being and other queer people, yeah. Absolutely. And like that was the most important thing. And that's that's what the thing that I think that the film does so well. Mm-hmm. It really encapsulates that. Encapsulates it what it's like, it, it, specifically Brooklyn, but um, in New York City nightlife, like what it is like, the camaraderie that comes along with the people who work together. Absolutely. I mean, like, Misty and Mocha are in it for a hot flash at the very beginning before they quit. Um, and then, <laughs> um, but I mean, I've been friends with those girls for 12 years. I mean, I couldn't imagine my life without them. And that all just started from. I forget, like some random night at, at Sugarland, or no, that Vig Twenty Seven actually how I met them. Um, yeah. But that's also how I met um, DJ Jess, who did Trash at Webster Hall, which oh is like, God. which I eventually did that. Like, so it's just it's so intertwined, and and the community is so strong here in New York. We all we all really we take care of our own, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you have also been in other films yeah i have why don't you tell tell us a little bit about that you're like i've done that i have no yeah i mean i i actually i went to i moved to new york for film acting school um and i never really did anything with it until like the past five years so um it started off with killer unicorn and then um that's how i met aj and they were doing um it was a few months after we had wrapped, and they um, were working on a short film, like a half an hour long uh, drama, um, called Neon Boys. And they asked me to just submit an, um, just a self tape for that, and I wound up working. And I, it was, um, it, it's funny because whenever I tell people about it, they're like, "You're what?" Because I play a, an ex convict. Um, right out, of, right out of prison, who is desperately seeking to get money so he can be reunited with his daughter. <laughs> um, so everyone's like, "Wait, so you're playing a straight guy that has a kid?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not really that straight because <laughs> you're like, I, I'm an, I am an actor. Yes, actor. I am an actor. Yeah. I can do that. I can kind take of. it to that place. <laughs> Absolutely." Um, no, yeah. Um, so, and then, I mean, like, so he, he becomes a, um, a go-go dancer and then falls in love with one of his coworkers. And okay. it's, yeah. So it's, um, some dick. Then, then we get the dickies. 
Yeah, the little cummies. Yes, the little cummies. When people say cummies, it makes me so uncomfortable. The little cummies. I don't know, like I don't know what it is about the word cummies that makes me so uncomfortable. I fucking love every second of it. (sighs) There was someone in high school that called him cum cuddles. (gasps) (laughs) Little cum cuddles. That's like after you, <laughs> after you've both shot your load and you don't wipe it, it off. Just and you like, just, oh no! Just and you're just like, like come cuddles. <laughs> I'm like I immediately want to shower just thinking about it. Oh, basking in your you know uh, by the no. second like I am that person. I'm like okay, where's the shower? Okay, thank you. Where is it? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll go start writing that for both of us. <laughs> See, I ne- we never, you never have to worry about that if um, he comes inside, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, but then, like, you do get a. I'm, we're both on trap. We're good. Listen, you, you, you wipe that up. Seepage. You wipe whatever's like kind of lingering around the. But then it's like you're walking around with it inside for the rest of the. Day. I got a special yeah. present today it's for a- being a good boy. <laughs> oh, I'm a brat. <laughs> you are a fucking brat. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it, it, in my past, I mean that that was that's definitely been a kink of mine. Is just you know pissing off a dom just so they could be like, <laughs> and like, hey, thanks, great. <laughs> See the thing is, just need to get smacked around a little bit. Just need to get smacked around. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. He's like, breathe. You need to breathe. <laughs> you forgot. You forgot to breathe. It's like I don't need air. I don't. I don't need air. I don't need air. I need cream pies. This. Cream pies. <laughs> cum cuddles. I need cum cuddles. <laughs> I need cum cuddles. With the oh. cummies. <laughs> no. <not> the cum- <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> I love that we have not talked horror at all. We've, we've talked um, like a little bit. We talked about Killer Unicorn. Correct. Correct. And we just about, And then cummies. And, just, <laughs> and, cummies. <laughs> and queer history. And queer history. And which, more cummies. Which honestly, I mean, if we're going to talk about it, queer history is its own horror story. <laughs> yes. On like, so many levels. So many. A fucking men. Now. Because let's face it, Lady Havoc did come out of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is a Lady Havoc <laughs> Slam podcast. Hey, any publicity is good publicity. I, I love Lady Havoc, and I especially love to slam Lady Havoc. It's just, <laughs> she makes it very easy. Well, she, I, I mean, like, she, she, it works with her brand. She's been doing this, and she's like, yeah, I can take it. Let's do it. Man. Yeah. But that, that's the thing, and that's why I love her, is that she can take it. You dish it out, she she's can take it. She's the Andy Dick of Brooklyn. And she can throw yeah. it. Yes! <laughs> I, yes! <laughs> you know, I have never in my fucking she needs life. A, she needs a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Lady Havoc, the Andy, the Andy Dick, Dick of Brooklyn. Of Brooklyn. I would buy that shirt. Oh my God. I would buy that shirt and I would set it on fire. I wonder I'm what charge the, our consulting fee. I must say, I do wonder what the world is going to look like once we reopen a little bit. Aside from three dollar bill, which has never shut down this whole fucking pandemic. Yeah. But <laughs> listen, I'm just like, I just want, I'm, I'm like ready for Laqueen to come back. I miss it desperately. It's gonna, I mean, it's gonna take some time, and yeah. everything's gonna be different. Um, I've been talking to a lot of just like nightlife people about that. It's like, what do we do? I mean, like, like I had a, I had a 
we would have had four years of my Friday night party this like past January, you know, like every Friday night for four years. It's a long fucking time. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no way that we could even bring that kind of party back. Um, mm. until we're fully open. Yeah. You know, yeah. until things are fully open. So it's like, and I think what we've all kind of learned through this pandemic is just, <clears throat> excuse me. I felt, I felt comfortable. <laughs> With the little curtsy. <laughs> um, is is that i think that we've all kind of been let down so much like of this this past year of just like oh my god it's gonna come back or oh okay never mind uh, and so many cancel plans and so many yeah. anything like that it's just like and it's it, it it's hard to kind of plan more than a few weeks ahead right now because yeah. you just don't want to you just don't want to get let down again mm-hmm. you know so so i mean and and i, I think that it's going to be really exciting to see what comes out and all the new creativity that's going to come out of this because people just have been creating and people people have just been doing stuff and working on their craft and working on themselves um you know it's it's been it's been really kind of amazing to see and what's going to come out of that is just a whole different sort of nightlife renaissance yeah that you know that we just like the biggest thing is that we can't try and make it what it used to be because it won't yeah, no, no, it won't. Like, there's, there's it. no, you just got to go with it, and that's how it goes. I mean, like, I, I, I remember telling a friend who moved away, um, and was talking about coming back, and I was just like, "Get back here, because you're going to yeah. want to be part of this when Absolutely. we build this." And it's also, it's it, like, I think, can't wait I think to get that, down there more. Yeah. once the, everything. But I think, I think that the queer, queer New York City nightlife is so adaptive because yeah. we have had to be adaptive we we haven't like we've never really been able to become complacent because everything is always constantly changing i mean we 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 went from really having the necessity of having queer spaces to now living in a world where like the necessity of queer spaces isn't necessary really necessary (laughs) anyway it's like you know and it's and and people i don't know if i believe that but well i mean I think that I think that I think that's because I think that's because there's so I think that's because there's so many queer spaces that we find ourselves the ability to only find ourselves in queer spaces. It's when you put yourself into a straight place that you're like, oh fuck, I need my queers now. It's also it's also the fact you know we have it's it's not the idea of going into a um, cis like a cis heteronormative space isn't as daunting as it used to be anymore. Because I mean, it is. It can still be anxiety provoking, but it's not the same. It's not on the same level as it used to be. Now, like you know, queer spaces are, you know, you know where you can find them. You know where they are. Like, mm-hmm. but so we've had to be like, okay, well then, what do we do now in order to make sure that people are coming? How do we get people in the door? What do we, you know? And so it, we're always changing. We're always we're always on the forefront of of change and progression and and growth. So I think that this, as much as it's going to be weird to shift into this new gear, I think that we're going to do it and it's going to be, you know, we're going to, we're going to make the best of it. And honestly, totally, I think, that, I think that we're going to, if anything, we're going to be showing the rest of the world how yeah. to do it. Absolutely. Because I mean, the rest of the world has been fucking looking at queer people and taking our notes and, and following us following our footsteps anyway so i do wonder especially queer pocs 
who have been trailblazing in that's the wrestling world is just but our entire culture is we are indebted to queer people of color because they have they've stood up for it made sure that it's that we have those spaces and always yeah. done that that's always been and and then it just gets then the people just mop it from them which is the worst part yeah yeah and it's and it is interesting to see that so far not a lot of queer spaces have shut their doors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of businesses have clo- i know like fingers crossed a lot of businesses legend like legendary spaces rip the pyramid i'm really fucked up about it still but um a lot of spaces in general are closing their doors because of the pandemic and somehow the queer community has kept the queer spaces alive throughout this whole thing that's what we do yeah you know that that cuz cuz we 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 take care of our own. I mean, yeah. for people that are of means, I mean, like that can, there's so, there's so many places just like, I mean, like with Julius, Julius has been almost closing this entire pandemic, yeah. but I mean, like, that's just, that's, that's before Stonewall, there was Julius. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's crazy to see how the community has really kind of come around with that bar and made sure that that place stays. Um, and all these different ones around there, you know, there's that, th- that's, that really is an, an amazing thing. How many queer places have not shuttered their doors. Yeah. And what, and I do know that right now, uh, even though it is not New York, but in LA precinct is mm-hmm. in danger and precinct is a huge downtown LA, uh, important venue yeah. and they're in, in real danger of closing right now. Yeah. And I know that they're that's running awful. campaigns to try and get money. So if anyone is, listening and is able we need to make sure our, the spaces stay open and accessible yeah because the, yeah. these these spaces save lives yeah you know absolutely absolutely that is where you find your your supportive family sometimes and like you know for the people who don't have the like the familial support of their biologic family that is where you find your supportive family absolutely your chosen family, yeah, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm loving this conversation. I know. I'm like, the, I know. I, this is like heavy, but a good heavy. We're like, it's you know, it, but that's the thing. Like, and I think that this ties back into what we've talked about multiple times about like just the queer experience and why being a queer person, you're like, we're drawn. A lot of us are drawn to horror. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. It's understandable that we would because look at our lives. Look at our experience. Yeah. We, you know, first of all, what on the screen is going to scare us? <laughs> like, we I'm, looked at like, rotten.com. But not even that. Like, right. <laughs> walk, like walking down the street in New York yeah. City in drag can be a mm-hmm. fucking terrifying experience. Oh, my God. So, like... What do you what are you gonna show me on screen that's gonna scare me? Yeah. Yeah, that I ha- I've seen so many different horrors of like real life. Cause I mean like even like from growing up in Colorado, I mean like my first gay bar was in Fort Collins, it was a double wide trailer, and it's actually like that's like the, the gay bar that Matthew Shepard went to before that happened, like with uh-huh. with, uh, with oh, that God, tragedy. That you know? So I mean like it's and it, it's it's there's so many there's mm-hmm. just so many things that we've seen and that it's just it's it's a form of escapism yeah. escapism but it's also it's just like i i think um part of it is kind of your mind wanting to 
see something that's just like okay that's why i mean it always says that we identify with like the final girl and everything Mm -hmm. and it's because we can see that we've gone and like pushed through all this bullshit and still survived and come out on top you know and And we've watched we've watched our friends we've watched our friends fall victim to um to the aids pandemic we've watched our friends fall victim to drug usage usage, to um to violence and sexual assault like and to be able to push through and survive it all is a lot yeah it's a lot yeah i mean like i remember my dad told me like my dad's 72 yesterday um or happy belated birthday happy birthday i know right (laughs) Um, and he, um, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but he he was just saying that I've had more people die that I know in my life than he has. And like, yeah. And he he was like, by a lot. And he was like, you've experienced a lot of, a lot of lots and a lot of death by a lot more than I have. And I'm like, whoa, like, yeah. So, so I mean like nightlife, it's, it's, it's a risky, risky you know, um, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, abuse and- I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sober as of like nine months. So it's like, it's one of those things where I, by the way, thank you. Thank you. It's my sober baby. Um, Listen, I mean, gross, right. That's weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't like babies. You know? <laughs> um, I just don't like, babies. like being, being sober could be a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, and I had, I had, I had just been drinking and doing everything. And I, I mean, it honestly just was the point. Was like, I've seen all this. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all this. I've experienced all this. Like how many, how many, like I've been to all the after hours with all the Queens, same conversations. Yeah. And like, I've, I've done all that, you know, and it's, and it's, it's not, it's not a trajectory that you can always, you know, um, it's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's important. It's important to to acknowledge the fact that you doing what you're doing, being able to work in nightlife and be sober, is a huge deal because it's possible. There are people who do it. I mean, uh, Scotty Rocks. I love Scotty Rocks. Scotty, uh, like huge, huge Scotty. shout out to Scotty Rocks. I love him to death so much, and. You know, it's possible to work in New York City nightlife and be sober. Mm-hmm. Important. It is. And it's important people know yeah. that because then they know that they do have an option. Because I feel like a lot of people right. feel that they of- don't. Yeah. I'm a DJ. I'm a, I'm a promoter. I'm a drag queen. I'm a bartender. I can't be sober because I have to work in New York City yeah. nightlife. I Not think the there case. are a lot of people, too, who work in nightlife who, you know, develop heavy like heavy usage heavier usage of substances whether it be alcohol or anything more well because you're friend because you become friends with your with your patrons you become friends with Mm -hmm. the the people that you work with and then everybody's drinking yeah but everybody's doing drugs i see so many yeah so many people who have are still in new york city life nightlife who may have left new york city but still in nightlife and have become sober yeah i mean like and, and, and it's 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 a different animal and it's a different beast and you got to figure out how it works for you i mean like that's something that i have to figure out when things yeah. start opening back up you know yeah. um 
but it's it's so possible and it's what works it's what works for me yeah. you know and it's whatever works it's your own individual thing it's just like it's as much as I, I i think that we have all this support system there and then there is even when like if you feel like like you're in trouble with things or whatnot like there's still a support system there to help yeah, you absolutely you know so i mean like i wouldn't i wouldn't be here without without that support system um yeah, and chris he's, he's pretty awesome he's pretty great she loves him he's all right <laughs> i was like i can't wait until pandemic is over so we can go and hang out with chris fox oh my god yes and now i know it's you gonna be... i can't wait to all hang out together i'm well, super excited well this, this this is like part of the reason i was like i need to make sure that i get maddie on because as much as i love you maddie i was like so she knows Chris. Now she needs to know Maddie, so that way she can understand that, like, when this is all over, we oh, all. I'm so excited! I'm so excited. <laughs> all gonna do it together. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's gonna be great. Fully vaccinated. I just got my first vaccine the other day. Yeah, let's get naked and dance with the full moon. Maybe not that. Oh my god! <laughs> There's dirt out. The there. nudity <laughs> is completely. There's- Dirt out. (laughs) It's like the the aunts say in Practical Magic. The the nudity is optional. You know. You would know. The nudity is completely optional. (laughs) You know that. I I wasn't bringing up the nudity. I I was bringing up the dirt. The dirt. I I need a blank. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. This is another um, question that I just came to me, but I need to know. If there was a... It doesn't have to necessarily be horror, but a spooky character in a movie or any spooky or horror film that you identify with who would it be mine i'm gonna say that the character that i think that i identify the most with is uh stalker channing in practical magic (laughs) (laughs) midnight margaritas she's like like, it was fate (laughs) she's like it was an accident it was fate (laughs) <laughs> tell them I t- tell that to my dear Eddie. I'm trying to think. Any girl that any man that falls in love with an Owens woman is bound to fa- bound to end up six feet under. <laughs> that is that is Diane Weiss in that movie too. She's oh so Diane. Good. So oh. first of all, Practical Magic does not get the recognition it that it not. deserves. It it's and I like you always think it's like song? it's scary too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's and like I, 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 it's scary and sexy. It's, it's, it mm-hmm. is. I'm like, I it's get actually, it. It's I totally... understand why Nicole Kidman's character like is all about um, Jimmy because he's like really like he does have that like Transylvanian cowboy thing going on. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. bottle and pour yourself another glass and I, not refill me. You still have like a, a full glass in that glass. That's not a full glass. That is a full glass. No, it's not. Your glass is human. It's like it's like two gulps. Thank you. you. Um, But it's true. That movie is spooky and sexy. When she's like, we just stay up all night and worship each other like bats. (laughs) I don't know who I identify as. Mm. You're Lydia. Tough question. I might be Lydia. You are Lydia. I might be. You're just like I hate people. Yeah. I don't know if that's I believe totally why, them, but I love them more than people. That's <laughs> totally why you and Chris get along so well. <laughs> it's very that, though. I, I, I do not enjoy 
most people. Maddie is Big Wolf on campus, so. (laughs) (laughs) We honestly, I have to say, I have to say that I think we bring up Big Wolf on campus. Way more, Way more than, than anybody has ever talked about that Correct. show ever in the history. Wait. Patty, who do you think you are? What is this? What You've is Big never Wolf heard campus? of Big Wolf on Campus? No, what's Big Wolf on Campus? Big Wolf on Campus can was, you, a, was, a, was a Canadian TV show about a werewolf. <gasps> Maybe I college. do remember the show. Oh. Send, send him a I'm link. Sending, I'm, sending him, I'm sending him a link. Hold on. No, it was not around for long. That's very loud. loud. Was it on ABC Family? It might have been, but originally, I'm pretty was sure it was it? Canadian. Um, yeah, because it was on YTV and then Freeform. Oh, what so Canadian. It was Canadian. Okay. Oh, I do. Yep. I totally remember this fucking show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you're like so that is me (laughs) it's really wild to how much we talk about it because i don't think no anybody ever talks about it but we love big i will say i don't know that i've ever seen the whole series i don't think i i I would watch that like all the time that was definitely my jam i love that show uh but no but so who who were you thinking who is oh i mean i've always always identified with frankenfooter always okay. in a weird way you know i, mean, I see I, that for you i have i mean i have oh, a tattoo of my arm i love whatever that. happened to fail okay, right well. oh my goodness that you you well. Satin That's oh, here she goes. <laughs> no, I, I i feel you i definitely understand that um yeah um that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, I mean, when I, it's 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 weird. I have I have this impending doom slash fear that I'm just gonna wind up looking like Tim Curry when I get old. Because <laughs> I'm sure you? you'll moisturize way more than Tim Curry ever. <laughs> like I really, if I saw him doing meet and greets at a convention, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. And I almost very well, he had a, he had a really bad stroke. He had a yeah. really bad stroke. Yeah. Um. It's it, we it watched. We watched uh, uh they 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 did a they did a reunion of Rocky Horror and they kind of did a yes. weird version of it. It was weird. It was um, weird. Um. I you know what I was okay with it, but it was it was weird and it was it was awesome. I mean, like he was he was still there when as as much as, all I'm as, saying as one is, could expect. All I'm saying is they made Riff Raff too hot. It was Seth Green. <laughs> yes, too hot. <laughs> <laughs> too hot. <laughs> too hot. <laughs> the thing the thing is I always really had a thing for, Honestly, for Riff Raff. I... But like Oh, so you like, like Otis. But like oh I love Otis. Otis. He's like seventy four. I know. <laughs> when like that last scene when he comes in, Frank and it's all over. I'm like, yes, choke me. Yeah. If you didn't with, with want your little hair lube. Yes, if you did not it's want, like it's this weird hair lube in his moving van outvan you know, yes. but, 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 but his body under that 
moving that outfit was <laughs> no yeah. listen for 13 year old Dottie it was a lot it was, it was it was like your heroin chic see it's really sad it's really sad because it's like you have Brad in his underwear and I'm like okay whatever oh Brad and then I'm like Oh, hello there, Riff Raff. <laughs> I know that you're literally having sex with your sister, but please stop and have sex with me instead. You just like this hunch. I had a hunch you like this Probably. hunch. Probably. Ah! Like, <laughs> I had a hunch you like this hunch. Ah, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, like, like that's my, like, I don't know. I, I think ever since then I've had, like, a, this weird, um, interest in like ew you're disgusting and it kind of turns me on like it's you know one of those things okay yeah, like I get you know that. You, you know you know the porn star tommy pistol yes. like, yeah, yes. like that's him like uh, you're disgusting and it kind of turns me okay. on <laughs> yeah. I, I, like you are filthy and i would never want to associate with you unless we were fucking unless <laughs> no one knew Unless you're having cum cuddles. Maybe a couple people. Oh, the cum cuddles. Cum you want the cummies. Yeah. <laughs> so, the cummies with Tommy Pistol. Right. Gross. Eddie for me. It's who, sorry? I missed that. Eddie. We love meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Hello. <laughs> Saturday night. I identified a lot with Columbia, I think. Although I can't dance. Now, since it's Easter... I think it's very, very important that to we talk about zombie movies. <clears throat> oh, pretty. Anyway, uh, that was like the weirdest burp I've ever had. Anyway, well, yes, yeah, zombie movies are wonderful, but also important that we talk about our favorite, like spring, summer, bright horror films. I don't have one. <clears throat> I don't have anything bright. <laughs> like, I don't like. I don't like bright. My. I like- my world is a dark, bright color. No, I liked the neon colors of the '80s Times Square scenes movie. Horror in the daytime. <laughs> I, my favorite bright color was the, the neon lights of nude girls. Right, yeah, that's it. But, you know, what a date! What a mommy! I'm going to start us off with our first Jaws. Yeah, of Jaws, course. Fantastic yeah. summer horror film. Hello. You're never going to be an islander. If you weren't born on the island, you'll never be an islander. <laughs> <laughs> that moment when, when she walks up and just... That's <laughs> it. That's who I identify. I identify with that bitch. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> the townie from Amityville. But like when Amity. she walks up and she just like slaps him across the face and she's like, my little boy would be alive if it wasn't for you. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> like, uh, you're the one who let him in the water, bitch. <laughs> like, literally, they were just closed two days ago because of sharks, and you were like, "Yeah, sure, go in the water." Your fault, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Jaws, Jaws is probably like the if you think like when you think of like spring into summer horror films, Jaws is probably the first I think that people come to. Of course. I mean, like, and definitely, it's, I, f- I feel like this definitely, um, I mean, this may be debatable. I, mean, I feel like that's definitely much more of a 4th of July movie, mm. but. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's, uh, it's good any time, 
really. And you're wrong, <laughs> Any time of the year. You're wrong. But any time of the year. Um, for me, can I go? I have a yeah, few. Yeah, because I don't know. You have a few. Oh, she, she has a list. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Midsummer. Okay. okay. I think I, that I love it. She's indifferent. I love it. Correct. We talk it's about this ha- movie a lot. happy ending. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it. Ari Aster, I'm like, me, I like slow burns. I like, I like, I'm one of those people who I'm like, give me a lot of like background, like hidden um, foreshadowing. I love that shit. I love hidden imagery. She's not no. crazy about it. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, it opened. The movie opens up with like her sister killing her entire family. Just, I don't think it's that much of a slow burn. <laughs> no, but then here's the thing: it started off. <laughs> she has a panic. Like, the next hour and a half, I'm sitting there. Oh. I'm like, I, I'm like well, oh, great! Some flowers move. I'm just cool. my thing is like, I love, I love to, I love a good Ari Aster because it's like the 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 guttural screaming for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which... That really gets me, that guttural screaming, yeah. But honestly, like, because for me, my thing is, one of the th- one of the things that I think I've always said is, when people are horrified in film, it's mm-hmm. never very... It's never really accurate. And, I mean, when you look at... I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen... Um, uh, it it comes at night, or um, I mean, obviously, we, I'm sure you've seen Hereditary, but yeah, like these, like guttural, like overwhelming, like shrieks, yeah, that <laughs> that I think that I think like like because it really it really resonates, it really like it registers the the actual like, horrific nature of what we're seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I appreciate that. See, I just laugh. Yeah. I, I can't she take has it no, seriously. She, she has no empathy. Um, but that's okay. I have a little bit. Somewhere. In your big toe? Like, <laughs> it has to be um, somewhere. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your Midsummer and I'm gonna raise you a Wicker Man. Oh, Okay. Hey, I like I liked Wicker. There was um, I, I was thinking a little Wicker Man. I love Wicker Man. And it's really good. I had never seen it before. It's it's um, really and- wonderful. I mean, I think personally, if you're gonna watch, I mean, the original is you have to watch the original. Mm, the original, the original is perfect. The I original, mean, like, it's, it's now the original director's cut is the most like is literally the most perfect. It could possibly be. It's so well done. Um, I also love the fact that it's kind of a musical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, right? It's just like, oh, okay, another song. <laughs> so it's so well done. This like, like all of the mythology and um, like the this like the whole maypole scene is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, I, I mean, I know that that's where a lot of the imagery for Midsummer definitely came from, but. Um, it's it's such a good film. This like this whole idea of this detective who's like trying to solve this crime, and then it turns out that he's the fool the whole time, and he's going to be sacrificed. Right. Yeah. It's it's so well done. Um, and then you have the Nicolas Cage version, which is um, 
I haven't seen that one. I haven't you seen haven't? that either. I haven't either. No. Then, okay. Do me a favor. You have to watch it literally only because of Nicolas Cage. It's, oh, God. I can, I can only imagine. It's nowhere, obviously nowhere near as good as the first one, but Nicolas Cage makes that movie so worth it. I, I he's going balls to the wall. Fucking wild in that it's movie. so ridiculous. Not the bees! The bees! Like, literally one of the greatest moments in film history. I, I honestly I feel like... just going nuts. Yeah, I feel like Nicolas Cage this entire time has just been um, just trying to be a meme. Before he even knew what a meme before was. He even before knew, before like, there even like, was memes. He's he like, was if just... I just act as ridiculous as possible, I will go down in history. And he's correct. Yeah. I mean, Chris has talked about this on the po- on, on, on our podcast before. Um, and it just always continually get, gets brought up. Is just that um, we all like loved crazy Nicolas Cage, and then it kind of went away for a long time. And yeah. now it's like having this resurgence with all these like new horror directors that are like, no, we want that crazy Nick Cage. Just yeah. go with it. Just fucking go. Well, because um, the thing, the thing that I that I love about that is you cannot accurately like plan for what someone is going to do in a horrific situation. Mm-hmm. And when people act erratically in these films, it adds to the authenticity of the situation because you're like, Oh yeah. Because it's like, you know, you might think like, I always, I'm always like, ah, I would be fine. If we were in a slasher film, I'd be good. I'd be cool. Calm, collected. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I probably would be acting like a fucking crazy person. Like, you know, you don't know how you would react in that kind of situation. Absolutely not. I mean, like, I feel, I feel like there's, um, th- there are times where, like, some crazy shit's gone down and, like, I- I've just personally been like, oh, yeah, I would totally be in there. And I'm like, oh, wow, I completely shut down. Yeah. Or, or it's like, oh, wow, I actually, like... <laughs> Where did that? Where did that mean, Daddy come from? Because I was just like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, when did I turn into a hound dog? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I, I love that with with these with and how Nicolas Cage does that in so many and so much of his stuff. Especially, I want to see this. I haven't seen it, but the the new one he's in, where he like he literally doesn't say anything. I heard that what where is- it's all the animatronic animals. Or the animatronic like puppets, like I need to find out what this is. I know it's. I love Nicolas Cage. Um, literally anything he's done, uh, Vampire's Kiss, which is probably the worst movie ever, ever. So and I actually, love every minute of it. He's actually in one of my favorite movies of all times that is not horror related whatsoever. Valley Girl. <laughs> I love Valley Girl so much. This is a Valley Girl stand podcast. And Nick now. Cage in that movie was so cute. Um, nowhere so near movie- as cute as um, as Dan in real life. Let me tell you, Steve Carell and Dan in real life is like the cutest. Like, I don't know what that is. I just really, I, I really like him in Moonstruck. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap yeah. out of it! With his like, snap out of it. Um, one is share, duh, duh. Um, <laughs> hello. Um, and then and then he has he has this wooden arm. 
the entire time. And you're just like, oh. But of, but of course he has why like this is one of those things where it's like they were like oh we're casting Nicolas Cage in this part and the writer was like let's give him give him a wooden arm <laughs> so what is this movie um it's called Willy's Wonderland Willy's Wonderland and watch it yeah it's a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the new condemned Willy's Wonderland the mundane task suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. I'm so excited. That sounds that. amazing. <laughs> yeah, but apparently he doesn't have like any lines except for grunts. I love that. <laughs> it's like, or like screams or stuff. And it was um it was oh, another random tidbit I just found out. Um I just remembered in Mandy, um the crazy old lady like with the blonde hair in Mandy, uh-huh. that is the um, original. That's the chick from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, huh? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to even picture in Mandy. She's it's like the, the worst fucking memory on the planet. I'm yes, like, she kind of looks like the Sparkle Motion Mom from. Um, oh my god. <laughs> from Tom Darko. You need to stop with the sparkle. <laughs> Sometimes I, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. Yeah, I love Dunjar so much. So good. Dad, what the fuck ass? <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, say that. Amazing. The um, uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like. When it comes to like spring or like really bright horror films, it's like really hard to. I can't. To come I literally up with. cannot think of any besides. Like it's Wicker so Man. hard. I mean, Wicker Man is the iconic. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, but then it I'm is like, a very hard question. But then there, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, Spring Break horror movies. There are nine million of them. I did like Spring Breakers. That was just a fucked up movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a fucked up. Movie. That was good though. I liked it. I, liked I was like, I was like, all right. I like Tucker that. and Del- Tucker and Del versus Evil, even though it's not, even though it's like horror comedy. Well, that you're getting into Club Dread too, which I yeah, I loved Club Dread. Pinalo, yes, Pinalo, yes, Pinalo. Tucker and Del versus Evil, which is like very like a lot of the the horror and gore happens during the day. Like a lot, yeah. it's very bright in the woods. Like. Um, and I love that movie. That movie is just. I mean, if that's the case, then so you can do Sleepaway fun. Camp. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I, I love Sleepaway Camp. Then we, I yeah, love Sleepaway we're getting camp. to Sleepaway Camp. We are getting well, it, into it's, it's, it's all Friday the Thirteenth. Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. I was gonna say now, like, and again, I, these are summary movies, and but. but still, I mean, we're going, we're we're heading there. We're almost there. I mean, it's already it's we're it, we're already at like what April fourth. Like we're. Yeah. Are, <laughs> practically summer um but it's still winter outside it's still it's i know we're in we're in like uh, that fucking like third I love, yeah third third winter we're almost but to the pollening yeah, no idea what's happening like i was so i had to go upstate to get my vaccine on friday mm-hmm. and i was like oh it'll be cute like it's april i'll spend the day wandering the town it's in new paltz in new york i love new paltz it's very cute up there but it was so fucking cold. I had my little sweater and my jacket, and I was like, I don't want to do shit. I'm yeah. like I'm vaccinated. I want to eat. I want to go home. I mean, well, like it got it got below freezing here uh, yeah. the past couple nights, and it's like 
there's so many flowers that are outside, and it's like, no! You're going to kill the flowers! It's like the, the little insulation huts. Right. I know, but, yes. Um, were there any more that you had on your list? Well, um, I heard about this entire franchise. Um, I think it was like this week or last week's My Favorite Murder talked about it. And, um... I used to listen I didn't to- realize... I I know that. I, I every once in a while I do I do dip back in. Um, I, I do love a character. They're, they're definitely from LA. This is all I'll say. They're <laughs> yeah, definitely they're from LA. definitely from LA. Yeah, you know, it's I, like, just, okay. I just want I just want Stephen Ray Morris to like fill like take all of my blood out and fill it back up with his cum is really what coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd, it'd be that and infiltrated with cat fur. Oh god! I mean, I already, I'm already, my entire apartment is already right. infiltrated with cat fur. So, like, Stephen Ray Morris, if you're listening to this, you're not He's listening not. to this. But if you're listening to this, <laughs> please come inside me. <laughs> okay. So, what is the series you speak of? Um, the Bunny Man. The Bunny I Man have. is actually based off of a her- her- urban legend. I have heard of um, it. I have not. There, it started in like 2011, and it's all kind of about this bridge um, in this town. And there's like, it's an escaped inmate, or it's all like this weird possible occulty stuff in the woods. And there's this guy, if you go by this bridge, he's going to be this crazy escaped inmate, he's going to chase you down in a bunny mask. And like a, like a furry head. Okay. So, um, but I it's really kind of crazy because um, they're still they're still making these fucking things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> started. Should you're like, they it, absolutely they're, should. They're still there. They're still it's, going. Yeah. There's there's the Bunny Man. In 2011, there's the Bunny Man Massacre in 2014. Oh my god. Bunny Man Vengeance in 2017. Not the Vengeance. Um, I know. Um, there's, I mean, there's Vengeance to do. Um, there's, there's been a few Bunny Mans, actually. But then there's, um, and then in 2021, there's supposed to be a new one that's coming out. Okay. All right. Well- so... That, yeah. They're all pre- pretty awful, but you know. I mean, it's, but it's, why it's not? But you know what? But see, this favorite. is this is the thing. I find that if we're going to talk about spring break movies, most of them are. Mm-hmm. Get piranha. Uh, piranha. I never saw it actually. I'm a piranha. I'm from the Amazon. <laughs> not that piranha. <laughs> or like Jeepers Creepers. Hey, that's, I mean, and that one, that one's having That was another movie. spring break film, which I love Jeepers Creepers. It is not a great film, but it is a good film. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, I mean, and the super, and the second one's super gay. Yes. Super the second one is super gay. I never watched the third one because I was like, what? Wait, wait, wait. And so that's dead. another one that's having anyone come out this year. I feel so dead. Every 17 what? years. Wait, what? 17 Evil Dead. Duh. Duh. Spring Duh. Break. That is okay. Yes, we love I feel most definitely. That is my we favorite love movie Evil of all Dead. time. And I'm like, hmm. Especially the musical. I did go see the musical thrice. I 
like honestly, <laughs> out of out of all of the horror musicals, which I appreciate and love, Evil Dead the musical is the one that one has the best music, two has the best special effects. Um, it was like you had because you had your first like three rows were the splatter zone. I never they got splattered. You, they gave you ponchos. I tried because you were gonna like. You were going to get hit with blood and guts and gore. Like, amazing. Like, so incredible. I tried and every the, time. And, like, the Deadite transformations, so good. Like, I still want to know how they were able to do it so quickly. Mm-hmm. They had It masks. was so fast. They had masks they literally put but, on but, over their but, heads. But the masks were so, were, the masks were good. Yeah, but they, they what what they it's form and put it on your yes. head. Yes, well, but it's but it is formed to your face. What when they it on do, your face, it fits and it doesn't like it's not too loose. It's not too which is a lot of really fantastic. Yeah. I'm but, giving credit to the, no, I know, to the but you're artists. saying you don't understand how it took 15 seconds. I, they literally popped it on, <laughs> and then they were off. I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm amazed. No, no, you said you didn't understand how it took which, 15 which is seconds. a way of saying that I'm amazed. I'm giving credit to the I'm makeup saying, artist. I'm trying to tell you, know you how it works. It's not that difficult. She's not. <laughs> that's what I'm putting down. <laughs> I am trying to give. Credit no, to I, the makeup artist by being like, "I'm so amazed." I know, how did I know you what you're trying it? to do, but don't say fifty. Like, how do they do it in fifteen seconds? Because this is very factual information. This is like watching a war movie with a veteran. Oh man! Oh, well, well, that's not that's <laughs> how it's happening. That's just, like, okay, I get it. It's a movie. Uh, so anyway. It was a live performance. Uh, but I think we're we're forgetting the one of the most iconic um, horror spring films, April Fool's Day. Right, I've never seen that actually. So it is, it's fun. There's a lot it of gore. Right, yeah. It's a lot of gore. It's but at the end of the day, it doesn't Didn't actually make any that sense. One? I'm sure uh. they did. Um, but April Fool's Day, like, there's Maybe a lot of gore. Day. It's like very fun slasher, but it actually doesn't. Um, it's one of those films where it's like at the end you're like, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. but right, <laughs> super fun slash. And listen, if, if you're watching a if you're watching a slasher film just to be like, let's watch the deaths, which let's be honest is what then most you people watch do. Killer Unicorn. Then you watch Killer Unicorn, or <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because I think that why not. Why not watch some nonsensical gore? Because, because let's be honest, one of my favorite slashers of all time is uh, The Burning. Oh yeah, okay. I love The Burning, and a lot of people are like, "What's The Burning?" I'm like, "The Burning is amazing. A lot, like <sighs> a lot of gore and a story that doesn't actually really make sense, but still fantastic." I have it on Blu-ray. I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> it um, it just came on to Shutter. Um, oh, did it? Yeah, and there's. And there's um there's also a new creep show season two of the new creep yes, show started on Shutter. Yes, it did. And you should check it out because uh, it has something to do with Evil Dead. One of the stories. Oh, we love that. And then we're super excited about the Evil Dead video game. Oh, I've, I I don't do video games. I I play like solitaire. <laughs> I love video games. I'm I'm definitely I, a gamer, but I'm so excited about the new Evil Dead video game. I used to play a lot more, and now I'm like I. The controllers got too crazy. 
Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Buttons. Yeah. I it's like, I just need to... go. And then like back buttons. We're going to have like, to make a, we're going to have to make a Twitch and live stream us playing Evil Bitch, Dead. someone give me a wheel and let me play Mario Kart. I mean, yeah, or something. I just want to like fucking kill a hooker. Um, oh, like... I, I always love strangling the hookers. <laughs> I know. It was, it, I mean, like Grand Theft Auto, like. That was a fun game, but yeah, my biggest thing was like SSX tricky, and that's like yeah, snowboarding. Give me a racing game or something like that. That's as far as my brain could comprehend. I so I did like fall. I there was I and again I do like playing games, but with your emotions, <laughs> there was a a point in she time loves head games where I was not sleeping because I was playing Mass Effect. What's that? It was an RPG game where you basically travel around the whole ass universe to different planets and you had to it was like a choose your story choose your path type of story situation mm-hmm. and you can end up with different endings. So you had like a handful of different endings that you could choose, and each one involved like ten hours plus of gameplay. So I think I clocked something of some wild amount of hours on that game and i was like i need to stop and like worlds of warcraft kind like i no, i've never played not world worlds of warcraft, of warcraft but yeah I'm worlds of warcraft that. is its own like beast like the people the people who play dungeons and dragons i don't understand There's i would just i would play the sims for hours or like roller coaster I, tycoon yeah, <laughs> I, remember, so I would lose sleep over that. The Sims have gotten even more wild. Yes, as time they have emotions now. They have emotions. Now. I just like I, I'm like I can't can't get into. There are certain things that they will not do if their emotions are not. I'll step at them. the left. I will put you in the pool and I will take out the ladder. Like, right? <laughs> I gave you life. I could take it away. I used too. to. I used to make black widows all the time in the Sims, where I would like they'd have a family and then their whole family would die, and they'd be like. Just keep building up their cemetery full of like uh. their dead husbands. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Well, um, it was. I was driving through the. Um, I was doing. I was helping my interior design friend uh, with a uh, with some work out way out on like the Jersey Shore, like past like Atlantic City. Oh shit! And some of those houses just look. I was like, these houses all just look like someone went crazy on The Sims and just didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jersey. Have like, twenty million like, gold statues that wrap around, and then put another layer on top, and put another layer on top. And why are there just random rectangles on the side of your house for windows? I know. Oh, okay, we can all see that. All <laughs> those Jerseyans taste. They don't know her. No, they do taste. not know her. They don't want her. They're no. nothing. Well, Maddie, we're reaching the end of our time together, but before you go... Because it's been a long ass It time. has. Uh, we took two pee breaks. We went on 90 tangents. And so many tangents. But before you go, I would really love if you could tell us a little bit about anything that you're currently working on. I know that you and Chris have been obviously doing your podcast, and he's been you know, taking interesting photos of you, especially the one of you in your uh, Hannibal Lecter mask, which... That was so much fun. Slightly <laughs> turned me on, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was a good I got the hairline, so I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> is there anything that you guys have in the works or you have in the works that uh, we should look out for? 
Um, well, we just got merch for our podcast, your drag queen merch, which is super exciting. Nice. Um, our drag sister, um, designer apostrophe helped with all of that graphics for that. Um, we have some exciting news happening, but we can't talk about it just yet. So Beautiful. stay tuned. Um, you know, and we then, will. yeah, it's, it's like super exciting. Like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, and then I'm I'm just working on um there's uh I'm in a a stage reading of a play that is oh. uh, going to be going on the 17th. Yes, there's a, a it's for Delphi alums. They're doing just kind of like a little virtual uh original work uh play festival. That's oh, nice. Doing that um it's coming in April. Yeah, it's a really nice. Uh, it's an amazing queer story called us um soft love, and it's all about this um queer guy out in long island whose house gets like hate crimed and his families and how they're all dealing with all of that and it's just it's a really amazing cast full of representation and yeah. excited to see where it all goes it's really again it's another it's another project that i worked on with aj same as killer unicorn and oh, nice. so wow this sound that sounds intense yeah it, it, it's it's a really nice like just about an hour long but it's 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 a drama, but yeah, it's it's really nice. It's really lovely to get to do some acting, you know. So I'm loving it. He's an actor. We love that. We, however, Girl, I'm a, I'm an actress. <laughs> I could be a real actress. Oh my god. We, however, cannot me- hear this story, or not the story, but the news that you guys have coming for Dirty Pillows. We're so excited because you we- guys are doing. So well with we, your podcast. Like we love you guys. Thank you so much. We want you guys to do the best and and we I want support you. you I want and... you to do better than we do because if we do more, I uh, have to do more work, and I don't like that. <laughs> no, I mean, but you guys have been such such amazing, just like support system for us, helping us through just you know this learning curve of starting a podcast. You know, I just all that, and that's okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am the one who does the work. Yeah, it's correct. She shows up and she looks pretty. Yeah. She looks gorgeous. That's that's the only gorgeous. thing I know how to do. And talk about horror movies. You're good at it. Yeah, no, I like I could You're do good that. at it. You, you can do it. <laughs> it's a thing you do. She's a contender. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many tangents. Um, but at the end of this, I would like to say plug your shit. Yes. Any socials you yeah. Follow. Yeah, let everybody know where where they can find you, where they can find the podcast, and if they want to email you for inquiries or they want to work with you. Send news. All those things. Um, it's Maddie underscore Glitterati um, on Instagram and um, the Twitter. I'm think I'm pretty much the only Glitterati out there. There's a few of them that try, but I'm like, what are you doing? You know what? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Sit what? back down. Hey, hey, sit back down. Hey, relax. What are you doing? All right, excuse me. Um, and then uh, where the Dirty Pillows uh, is on Instagram and Twitter, Dirty Pillows Podcast. And if you want to have any questions or whatever, uh, it's the Dirty Pillows Podcast at gmail dot com. Beautiful. So, and we love we love Dirty Pillows. And then uh, my amazing partner Chris Fox. Chris Fox, go follow him. Chris Fox Photography on all those things. That's my other half. So. I mean, I think yeah. I think anyone who has listened to this podcast thus far knows that I I I do love Mia Chris Fox. Uh, she I, you know. or does she talks about <laughs> a 
fucking stop. it's it's really not that bad i must say it's okay i talk about I, I mean i get it i do it too yeah <laughs> he's he's quite a swell fella i like where his headspace is at i think i think i commiserate i think i kind of like clicked on the hey we're both a little like stuck in our ways when it comes to horror and that's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing <laughs> no it's lovely um but thank you guys again so much. I've had such a great time. Of course. Yeah, we we adore you. We're so happy that you joined us Easter. on this Easter. Yeah. On this day of our Lord's resurrection. Zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. <laughs> Zombie Jesus. Thank you so much, Maddie. We love you. And unfortunately, we do have to send you back into the spirit world. Bye, bitches. <laughs> Go. Be gone. With my sage and shit. I was gonna say, is this where you just spray the Lysol? Just spray the Lysol and and waft the sage. I, I just I I think the Lysol will do it for That's this it. one. All right, bye. Say bye, Maddie. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye, bitches. That was our interview with Maddie Glitterati, DJ, actor, podcaster, and all around werewolf. And 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 swell fella. And so, what a swell fella. What a swell fella. We we thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, now I think that uh, Gulia is obsessed with both Chris and Maddie. I mean, in reality, we knew this was going to happen. This is why we I knew invited this was gonna him happen, onto the podcast. Um, because I feel like after having virtually met Chris Fox, um. I, and hearing him speak about Maddie, hearing you speak about Maddie, I've heard Maddie's name around a lot when I was like so going out and being because she's a whore. Janice Rossi in two D is a whore. Um, but <laughs> I do think I like I, I'm I just now think that that may not have been the path in which we intended this episode to take, but I think it was an important path. Absolutely. Um, I think that we know, we all know that we love horror. We love things horror and we just like relate to it so heavily, but to talk more about queer history and queer influence and queer spaces and queer life. It's important. It's so important. And it was, it was a very, it was a lovely interview. I felt great coming out of that conversation. It was a really, really good interview. And unfortunately for you. What? We have to do spoopy stuff before we wrap it up. So here it is. We didn't ask Maddie what he identified. Spoopy stuff. What you're about to see may disturb you. Okay. We didn't ask Maddie what he was. Was he a vampire? Oh, we didn't do that. He's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. We're, Maddie's a werewolf. a werewolf. We don't have to ask Maddie what I he know, is. I know, but like right. maybe he sees himself differently. He might, but he's a werewolf. So, on this... I think we both kind of assume that. On this, the eve of spoopy stuff. Oh, look, I'm not going to pay attention. We have yet another... Dumb Fantastic shit. segment for you. And I received in the mail... Another issue of Fangoria, which okay. I have yet to open, 
because I waited for this moment. Oh, look, it has your government name and your address on it. It has my government name on it and my address, and it says Fangoria in this little, like, cardboard envelope. So here we go. I'm going to open it. Ready? (gasps) Ooh. I'm so excited. What's this issue going to look like? What's it going to (gasps) be? It's Godzilla and Kong on the cover. (laughs) Can I tell you, I want to watch this movie fucked up. Yes. It's, she's going to be on HBO. But this is a beautiful cover. It is a beautiful cover. It is very well done. Wow. And they have a creep show exclusive peek inside. We just got, we, we just, just talked about it, yes. Miss Creep Show with Maddie. Yes. Oh, Kathy Bates. We love a Kathy we Bates. We love a Kathy Bates. Monster Invasion. I remember looking to Fangoria so much when I was a kid, and it just, it doesn't hold it for me anymore. I know it sounds shitty, but, like, just, these publications are a dying breed. But that's why I and think it's important time, to support them. But half the time, I don't like things they're talking about. Mm. You know, they are not on my wavelength with a lot of what they want to post. John Carpenter. John okay, Car- if like, there's a yeah. John Carpenter segment, I am here for that. So, I actually was, I've, I have been lucky enough to see John Carpenter perform several times. Um, I loved every single second of it. Oh, shit. A pack of 40-year-old okay. maniacs. I, th- I, I think that Fangoria is, uh, it, it is definitely a dying breed, as you said. This, these, like, horror publications... They're not really... I mean, um, you could do it online. You could you, do I, it like, online. I do encourage, I do 100% encourage these writers to continue writing and submit their stuff to, like, online publications. Yeah. And and Fangoria does have a good, uh, an, a online, good online presence. presence. Um, but for, you know, for people who like to, collect, you know, collect... Then you know Fangoria is is a, is a lovely. I mean, it's a very nice sturdy they, magazine. I was gonna say they have up their they've stepped their pussy up a little bit, if yeah. you will, because the Fangorias I had as a child were. This looks like a graphic novel. Yeah, it's very it's, and it's back very when I impressive. had it as a child, it was like a fucking Newsday Weekly magazine. Yeah. And um, so if, you know, if you're a collector and, and you're looking to add to your collection, then go ahead and get yourself a Fangoria subscription. It is expensive. It's only a quarterly publication, so you only get it four times a year. But, you know, if if you are really involved in uh, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff and you love, you know, to, to delve into that, you get mm-hmm. you definitely you know have a lot of articles about special effects makeup and behind-the-scenes camera work and screenwriting and things like that. Um, and I think it's worth it for people who are invested in that part of the industry. Whereas people who just, maybe if you're just like a horror fan who likes to watch your movies, you might not be so excited. So if yeah. you're interested, you know, maybe get just like the online subscription. Yeah, but, I was going to say, either way, I feel like we should always be supporting our horror community. Yeah. Regardless. So even if the paper subscription is not for you, which I totally understand, I think that subscribe somewhere give your money to someone uh donate to a kickstarter like miss dotty did for appetite yes. for sin absolutely so our our friend uh missy monk uh is in a film appetite for sin if you listen to the episode you i'm sure you've heard a bit about it 
so they recently just went live with their Kickstarter uh, the other day, and I backed the project. I think that it's really important to make sure that we're backing indie horror and making sure that we're supporting the community, mm-hmm. especially horror that is being made by um, people of color and Latinx-specific people. Um, Correct. And so I, I donated to the Kickstarter, and I'm really, really excited about that. If you're interested, uh, I will post the link to the Kickstarter in our show notes. So that really wraps it up for this episode. Uh, we hope that you all have had a wonderful spring break and or Easter if you um, celebrate that. If not, I hope that you had a wonderful fertility ritual of some kind. Fertility ritual? That's what Easter is, girl. I know, but why? It's a fertility But why, why do we need to wish that upon people? Because. How about y'all just enjoy your fucking time? How about go enjoy a ritual sacrifice and then fuck like rabbits? No, 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 because we don't support that either. Just fuck like rabbits. We support that. <laughs> Before we go, we want to remind you that you can find us on Instagram. I am Dottie Spartans. That's D-O-T-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. And I am Gulia Spartans. G-H-O-U-L-I-A-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. I am about to give Dottie that password, though, because I never update it. It's true. and I don't I... know how to social medias, guys. I'm sorry, but if you want to slide into my DMs, I could promise you I won't answer. She I will. just don't know how to post things. It's true. And then you can follow the podcast on at I Spit In Your Mouth. You can email us at I Spit In Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com and you can tell us that you think we're, we suck. You can tell us that you think that we're awesome. You can tell us that you can do a better podcast than we do, and I'm sure you probably can. But we would like to hear that from you. Example, Dirty Pillows Podcast with Chris Fox and Maddie Glitterati. Better podcast. And sexy. They're sexy. They I hate are. that. They're sexier they than we are. And also, don't forget that you can check out our website. That's oh, yeah, right. I we have, we that. have a website. That's www.ispitinyourmouth.com. You can listen to our episodes as they release directly on the website. Also, you can use the website to find other platforms that you would like to listen to the podcast on. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all of the things. And also, you can contact us there as well. Basically, you have no excuse not to listen to us. Literally. So, make sure that you're checking that out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to Rate, review us anywhere. And everywhere. Literally anywhere, but I don't think that other places really offer that function. But, we could use a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So, until next time... Please make sure that you wash your hands. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated, bitches. Like, it has come, the, 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 time has the come. requirements have become so vast, and they will continue to open up. There is no excuse for you to not get vaccinated. But the most important thing is we want you to creep, creep it, it real. real.